0: It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for his return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. It's far too easy to let behaviors become habits. Even bad habits that we don't like are hard to break. Today, Pastor JD reminds us how God must refine us before he can truly bless us, there are things in our life that need to be cut out. And God, because he loves us so, is willing to do the cutting so that we might be able to grow. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdvarag.org. Now, here's Pastor JD with today's Prophecy Update as shared on February 12, 2023.
1: Please know that sickness and death are not usually because of God's judgment. They're the result of living in a fallen world. When sin entered this world, death with sin entered this world. This was never God's original plan for man. But He gave man free will. And He'll never force Himself on us. So when we make those choices, we bring this upon ourselves. By the way, we finished the book of Jeremiah on Thursday night, 52 chapters. I was told, I don't want to check and know, but I think we were about one year in the book of Jeremiah, which isn't bad actually, considering we spent almost three years in the book of Romans a number of years ago. but the book that comes after Jeremiah is the book of Lamentations. Doesn't that sound perky? You know what Lamentations are? They're funeral dirges. It's one of those words that sounds like what it is, a dirge. They're poems, they're songs. They're a mourning and a lamenting at the destruction of Judah. And this Thursday, Lord willing, we're going to start in Lamentations. Uh, you'll be pleased to know there's only five of these dirges. but uh, So we're going to take the first one. But what we're going to see in there is what our sin causes. The damage it causes. The damage and the harm it causes us. The damage and the harm it causes others and certainly the grief that it brings to the heart of God. What our sin causes. So again, just to reiterate, death and sickness are for the most part a result of living in a fallen world. However, there does come a time when God may deem it necessary to first get one's attention to repent on a sickbed. But if that does not lead to their repentance, then he'll remove them. And in removing them, so too has he also removed the threat they pose to his church. That's what this letter is saying. And this is again why I emphasize, please don't dismiss it or disconnect from it because this is a word for us today, if we have ears to hear. And this word should send chills up and down the spine of every pastor, every leader of every church, because again the onus is on us to protect this flock of God. Let me just say parenthetically, and. Maybe second service, we'll expound a little bit more on it. But I want to assure you, reassure you, maybe commit, recommit to you, especially those of you that are new to the church, which, by the way, we're so glad that you're here. We want to love on you and welcome you, and we want you to please make yourself at home. And we're so glad that you're here, those of you that are new to the church. So I want to recommit to you and commit to you this that a Jezebel will never be allowed in this God's church. We will deal decisively and swiftly with anyone who poses a threat to you, God's people. And it's the hard thing, but it's the right thing, and God has honored it, and God has blessed it, because God is ferociously protective of this body of believers and I want to commit to you, and I also want to equip you, (laughs) which again, second service we'll talk more about, because you still have a role in this. We can only do so much from our vantage point as overseers. But you, you need to be discerning, so that you're not misled by the Jezebels. You're not deceived by the Bala'ams. You're not duped by these false believers, false teachers, and especially false teachings, doing so much damage to the body of Christ today. I really believe that it's just a matter of time. God's going to say, that's it. Time's up. Game over. Done. And that's going to be it, man. And those eyes are like fire, are going to burn. The feet like bronze, bronzy type of judgment in Scripture. Well, we have a question we need to ask and answer, and it's, Pastor, how does this apply to Bible prophecy concerning the church today? The answer in a sentence, the last day's church is caving to, tolerating of, and going along with this Jezebel spirit. Alive and well today. However, as we'll see, there's still hope despite the many and even for the many who go along to get along, which is the takeaway for today. It's important to understand that the Thyatira Church was one of seven churches physically in that day, of all places, Asia Minor, modern day Turkey, where they just had the earthquake. So they not only speak to seven literal churches, but they also speak prophetically to the churches in the last days. And every single one of these churches is representative of a prophecy that speaks prophetically to the last days church. In other words, each church is a prophetic picture of the last days. Right before the time That the Lord raptures his church. It's for this reason that we can draw the prophetic parallels, as it were, which in turn redirects our attention back to Jesus and the urgency of the hour, which is the stated purpose of these prophecy updates. Get to Jesus. Get people to Jesus and Jesus to people. Get to Jesus as quick as you can. Get back to Jesus. Maybe that is next week's prophecy teaching. The church of Ephesus, the first church, left not lost their first love. I pray that happens today. I pray that right now the Holy Spirit would grab all of our attention, myself included. And you know what the Holy Spirit's sole purpose is? Is to glorify Jesus. That's the role of the Holy Spirit. So let's talk about Jesus. <laughs> what a novel idea, huh? I want to draw your attention because we have our attention is divided. Would you agree? And the Holy Spirit is the one that can give us that undivided attention. So we can focus on these prophetic parallels. And as we do, please listen, because Jesus said this to the church, I am And and he said, I'm going to do this so the churches will know that I am, I am the one who searches the hearts and minds. You know what that means? He searches our hearts. Oh, search my heart, O Lord, and see if there be anything at all that keeps me from knowing you and hearing you and loving you lord search my heart and search my mind because if there's anything that's keeping me from you hindering me in you coming in between me and you lord search and when you search and you find it put your finger on it he is always so gentle when he does and say, and identify and say that has to go You need to let me cut that out. Because if I don't cut it out, it's going to kill you. Because it will continue to spread. So let's allow, (laughs) let's be tolerant of the Holy Spirit. How about that? Let's tolerate and allow the Holy Spirit unfettered access to our hearts and minds as He searches our hearts and minds concerning this. What follows is a chart that I put together of these prophetic parallels, and it focuses chiefly on two things, climate change or the environment and COVID. However, these are two of many. They're, they're all in concert, one with the other, but these are kind of at the core, at the top, if you prefer, But included in these two specifically are the pressures to go along, to get along politically, socially, culturally, and economically. It's intense pressure to go along, to get along, especially in the political arena, which I'm not going to, I don't have the stomach for that today. You'll be glad to know. So let's just talk about these two in particular. First parallel. The Thyatira church had this pressure to join these trade centers which misled them into literal and spiritual adultery. So too with the last days church. There's this pressure to join in and follow with the ways of the world, which according to James is spiritual adultery. Because see, to be friends with the world is to be at enmity with God. You cannot be friends with the world. In fact, James, so tactful, so gracious, and you know, he just comes right out and says, you adulterers and adulteresses! You imagine a pastor getting up at, well, you, I can imagine you doing that. You do that to us every week. Whatever. But, you know, would to God that pastors would preach that truth. You're adulterers. <gasps> You're adulteresses. <gasps> How? You're committing spiritual adultery with the world. You're in bed with the world. That's spiritual adultery. You're an adulterer. You're too cozy with the world. You're in love with the world and the things of the world. And if you're in love with the world, John says, the love of the Father is not in you. You cannot love both. Jesus, Matthew 6, said you cannot serve both. It's one or the other. It's an impossibility. You're either going to love the one and hate the other or vice versa. You'd be hard pressed to find a church that's got the guts to speak this truth because we want to be tolerating and tentative. We want to be tentative. tentative. Yeah, getting back to the Corinthian church. Oh, we're so loving and accepting. Paul, really? You think you're loving? You're not loving. You think that's love? That's not love. This is what love is, and that's First Corinthians thirteen. I don't think we realize that First Corinthians thirteen is in the context of a rebuke. So next time, if you want me to do your wedding, which I don't have a lot of people wanting me to do their weddings anymore, I'm taking that personally because <laughs> I talk about stuff like this actually. But when you hear that at weddings, it's actually in the context of you think you're loving, but that's not loving. Oh, we're so accepting. Yeah, let me tell you how unloving you are. you got a guy in your church, Corinth, that is committing sexual immorality with his stepmom, and you're tolerating it. What is that saying to the rest of the church? Oh, must be okay. Must be all right. I mean, look, the church leadership isn't doing anything about it. They're tolerant of it. They're accepting of it. So it must be cool. Hey, we're a loving and accepting and tolerating. We just love everybody. That's a whole thing. Even now, as I'm sure many of you have heard, (laughs) they get us. No, that's not love. Paul says, if you really love this guy, here's what you're going to do. You're going to kick him out of the church. First of all, you've got to protect the church from this, because that'll spread. If you really love him, you need to give him over to Satan for the destruction of his flesh. Whoa, where's the love, man? I'm not feeling the love here. Give him over to the destruction of his flesh, to Satan? Yeah. Let Satan have his way with him. And he'll come to his sentence, sentence, yeah, <laughs> senses, pardon me, and he'll repent. And then when he does, you restore him. But that's the only way. If you really love him, if you don't, fine, just let him go and, yeah, see, you wouldn't want to be you. No, if you really love him, if you're really a loving church, if you really love my people, that's how you'll deal with it. That's love, the truth in love truth because you love. If you don't care, why bother? This is my story, and I'm sticking with it, in my parenting of my children. I do this because I love you, to which my children, when they were young, would respond with something to the effect of, well, you don't have to love me so much then. No, I love you so much (laughs) that I have to do the hard thing here. Here's another parallel. In the Thyatira church, there was this pressure to offer sacrifices to pagan gods to get the best jobs and to keep the best jobs. Does this sound familiar? The pressure today in the last days church to sacrifice to the false god of the environment, those who worship the creation, not the creator. And this all under the banner of reducing carbon. You know what reducing carbon means, right? You have to reduce people. Oh, that's the plan. And if this weren't bad enough, there's even more pressure to sacrifice to the false god of science, the god Asclepius, this pagan false god of medicine, that was prevalent at this time, in about the year 95-97 AD, when these letters were written to these churches. And it was a pagan god of medicine, Asclepius, that they had temples to, that they would sacrifice to, bring offerings to. It's just the modern day god of science, all under the banner of COVID, to get the best jobs and keep the best jobs. In the Thyatira church, they had self-proclaimed false prophetesses like this Jezebel who was misleading God's people. Not much has changed. The last days church, and hear me out, rampant with false prophets, prophets, False pastors, false believers, and false leaders who are misleading God's people. You know, again, I know I keep mentioning it, but second service, the title of the teaching is Why Are Some Christians So Naive and Gullible? I mean, Christians, it, someone says, Well, I'm a Christian, and we just are too trusting and we just accept that. And they're not a Christian. They're not a born again believer. They're not your brother and sister in Christ. They need Jesus. But we're so gullible and so naive. And I'm not talking about new believers. I'm talking about believers that have been walking with the Lord that should know better and be more discerning. In the Thyatira church, And this was the central focal point of the rebuke. Church leaders were allowing and tolerating this Jezebel teaching. And in the last days church, church leaders are allowing. And if you can imagine, they're even promoting false teachings. They're promoting it. It's false, it's a lie, and you're promoting it, and you're misleading people, and some of them are dying by the way, that's on you. And they're getting sick by the way, and that's on you. In the Thyatira church, these Christians were being deceived by this Jezebel spirit to their own peril. In the last days church, Christians are being deceived by a lying spirit, and it's to their own peril. Uh, I'm thinking of two accounts in Scripture, one of which was with the prophet Micaiah, and he's got Jehoshaphat and Ahab. He's already been imprisoned by Ahab, because he's been prophesying the truth, and Ahab hates his guts. And so he incarcerates him, and he's got these other prophets that tell him what his ears are itching to hear. Just speak and prophesy only smooth things. And so here comes Micaiah, and he just speaks the truth, and he tells Ahab, dude, you're going to die. Thus says the Lord. (laughs) What have you got to lose? That's the truth. I'm thinking of another account in um, Isaiah, Actually, Jeremiah, the people are being told lies and they love to have it so. In other words, just tell me lies. Don't tell me the truth. Just tell me lies. I love it.
0: Thanks for joining us for today's edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor JD. Some of what you've heard today may have encouraged you in your faith, And at times, it may have brought up more questions that you would like answered. If you're wanting to get in touch with us, go to jdfarag.org and find the contact link at the bottom of the page. That's jdfarag.org. There, you can let us know some of the questions you might have, and we'll get back to you and try to answer those questions as best we can. While you're on our website, feel free to check out additional teachings from Pastor J.D., If what Pastor Diddy shared today has you really confused about what it means to know Jesus and life beyond this life, there's a resource for you that might be helpful. At jdfarag.org, find the ABCs tab. This will walk you through what it means to have a saving knowledge of Jesus and what that means for you going forward. Once again, our website is jdfarag.org.